Good evening, high school football fans. This is High School Football America for April 7th, 2016. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and founder and editor-in-chief of High School Football America and HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Welcome to the show. A great show for you tonight. We're going to be talking Alabama and Pennsylvania football. But first, I want to welcome in all of our partners on the show tonight, beginning with Echo 1612. Coaches, if you're not getting instant replay on your sideline right after the play is finished, then you don't have the competitive edge that you need. A lot of your opponents have it. Echo1612.com. That's where you go for all the info on the leader, the innovator, the creator, which makes it even more important. Everybody's trying to catch up with Echo at this point, but Echo1612 developed this for coaches by coaches. It's real simple. All you have to do is go to echo1612.com to learn more and give yourself that competitive edge. You can use it for games and for practice. The only state that you can't use it in is Texas, but that's probably coming pretty soon, at least during game time. So also brought to you tonight by Crossover with a K. Crossover.com forward slash football to get your free five-minute demo of this great time saver. Coaches, you know how much time you spend in the film room breaking down the film. I mean, the, the, the monotony of it. It's tedious. Uh, and even if you're not doing it, you have coaches that are taking time away from actually coaching to break it down and put all the stuff that uh, is needed so you can, you know, look at your own game film your own game film, or your opponents, the scout film. So uh, we've got a way to make that easier, and that's uh, via Crossover with a K. Crossover.com forward slash football. They break it down for you in a quick easy format so you can just get to the the job of game planning not just trying to become some sort of guy that works on a computer this is actual coaching here crossover makes it easier for you it saves you time and money also brought to you tonight by the debris inhibitor razor the good folks at southern sport with 20 plus colors new schemes coming out joey tykert and uh, company. Uh, Joey's been on the show a lot talking about the uh, product. We're going to have him back here on the show. You can get a discount on your order by going to TDIRazor with a U, R A Z U R dot com, uh, TDIRazor.com using the code HSFA. And they keep those pesky rubber pellets from field turf out of your shoes and you, they give you that great look of spatting without the high cost of tape. Also brought to you tonight by ScoreStream. ScoreStream in season. That's how we get all of our scores live. And it's all done by people that are at the game. Very, very accurate. You can go uh, to highschoolfootballamerica.com in season. We have state-by-state -state scoreboards, the top 25 scoreboard. And if you're a fan or just somebody uh, you know that has a kid playing on the team, a relative on the team, you can go to the game and score along yourself. Get the app in the uh, Google Play Store or iTunes Store. You can learn more by going to scorestream.com. And brought to you tonight by our partners at USA Today, High School Sports USA Today, hss.com. Super 25, the original top 25 comes out every Monday in season. They do them for all the other sports. Of course, this year, I think you've heard us say on the show that we were doing the wrestling, high school wrestling rankings this year. So uh, you can uh, check out all of that at usatodayhss.com. Great show for you tonight. Uh, first and foremost, our condolences go out to uh, the, the family of George Curry, the legendary Pennsylvania football coach, not only his family, uh, his, his past players, the school, the community. Uh, George Curry was Berwick uh, leading them to 
three mythical national championships. George passed away late last week, uh, was battling ALS, 71 years old, number five on America's all-time wins list. And uh, I, I couldn't think of a better way to uh, kind of uh, look back on George's incredible career than uh, to bring in Dave Micah, our good friend from easternpafootball.com and westernpafootball.net. Dave Micah, uh, also a Berwick native and knows a lot about George, became good friends with George, was there uh, for George's last game. George retired at the end of the uh, 2015 season. So Dave's going to join us on the back end of the show to uh, reminisce about uh, what an incredible coach uh, George Curry was. We did an interview with him when he returned to Berwick. He spent uh, several years away from Berwick after leaving uh, about 2005, came back in 2012. And, uh, you know, uh, George was a tough guy. He was he was a throwback and uh, loved talking football with him. He loved football. And uh, you'll get some great stories out of Dave coming up on the second half of High School Football America tonight. We'll start off the show in just a couple of minutes with uh, a great coach in his own right from the state of Alabama from T.R. Miller High School, recently retired. His name is Jamie Riggs, and uh, Jamie is one heck of a coach, won over 300 games, his uh, teams at T.R. Miller. I uh, took over there in 89, never didn't make it to the playoffs, always in the playoffs, won four state championships. He's also the uh, one of the men behind the creation of the uh, Alabama High School Football Coaches Association. So uh, we'll have Jamie coming on here in just a couple of minutes to talk, uh, look back on what will be a, uh, a real good uh, trip down memory lane for all the, the great things that he did uh, at T.R. Miller, his alma mater, and also for the uh, game of football in the state of Alabama. So we're going to talk to Jamie next. We're going to take our first break, take a listen all of our sponsors, great people, can make your life a whole lot easier or give your players a, a cool look and uh, save you money on tape or uh, just get you all the information that you need when it comes to high school football. So listen to all of our sponsors. We'll be right back with Coach Jamie Riggs from T.R. Miller in Alabama. You're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes, the future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com.
Field Turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football. USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out usatodayhss.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports in Season. Check out the Super 25 and those regional rankings each and every Monday. You can also check out all the other rankings that they have and all the other sports. We did wrestling for them this year by going to usatodayhss.com. 
We start the show in the state of Alabama, and a guy that uh, can get the word legendary before his name, Jamie Riggs, the longtime coach at T.R. Miller High School, uh, retired in December. Actually, uh, in late January, announced he would rescind the resignation because they couldn't find uh, a coach, and uh, then uh, all of a sudden, Andrew Thomas from Florida, from Trenton High School, uh, which led the uh, the Trenton High School team to uh, state titles in 2013 and 15 and named number six in the uh, nation in the High School Football America Small School Top 25 poll. Well, he was uh, then hired, and uh, Coach Riggs said, yep, that's it, hanging up the whistle, that's all she wrote, and uh, put the... Uh, the exclamation point on a, uh, a career that saw 305 victories, only 81 defeats, four state championships. T.R. Miller under uh, Coach Riggs, always in the state playoffs. And Coach Riggs is here now to join us to talk about what was an incredible career at his alma mater. Welcome to the show, Coach. Yeah, it's a great pleasure to talk to you today. Well, and, and, and it's it's always fun to talk to some guy that's done it for a while and done it successfully. So I'm going to make you, you know, go back into the Wayback Machine, into your brain there. So you're you're a player at uh, T.R. Miller. I think I read somebody said you're a pretty good running back, a, a good speed guy, not a big guy. <laughs> that's what I read. But but take me back to those days. And in your wildest dreams, did you ever think all these years later you would be a, a retired coach with 305 victories and four champions uh, championships for your alma mater. Did that ever even enter your mind back then? Actually, it did not. And um, I played back in the early '70s, and it was uh, it was a great small town high school football experience. We got about five or six thousand people around town here, and you know it was just a great experience. I had a great coach I played for named Frank Cotton, who was really very motivational and. Uh, I just love playing high school football, and I decided that I was going to go into coaching primarily because of, I think, some of the coaches that I had. And uh, uh, um, when I when I went into coaching, I figured I'd end up coaching somewhere else, you know, making a, a home somewhere. And uh, I got the opportunity to come back to Bruton, and uh, I spent 27 years here as the head coach. So uh, I didn't have any idea that that would happen or that we would have the kind of success that we had. Talking with Jamie Riggs tonight, uh, former head coach at T.R. Miller, now just uh, recently retired. So, Coach, you, you talked about those coaches that made an impact. Uh, as you went through and made yourself, you know, who you were and made yourself that coach that people maybe want to, you know, emulate, uh, do, do you have any of those old coaches in you and your style? Have you ever thought about that? Is it sort of a little bit of this guy, a little bit of that guy? Do you, do you remember that back then? You know, uh, Jeff, I believe that, that all coaches are – you know, just of a, a really a, um, a a group of or a, comp, a combination of the the people that they've worked for, the people that they've worked with down through the years. I learned a lot of things when I was in high school. I played for three different coaches in high school. They were all completely different. And um, uh, I had a guy named Larry Rampy. I played for my junior year. He was really big into the physical part and building confidence in players and. Uh, before that, my first two years, I played for a coach named Matt Wood, who had been highly successful here. He was a tough guy, boy. I'm telling you, he was, <laughs> he, he, his practices were tough in those days. And I learned that football was a tough game, and it should be played by tough people. So, you know, they taught me a lot of things. Then when I started coaching, I worked for some other guys who did things differently, and I learned a lot of different ways to do it. So I think I'm a combination of all of those guys. I like to think maybe I took the best part of, all those things that I saw and 
you know, like always, there were some things that weren't so good, and I tried to stay away from those <laughs> as well. Yeah, football's a good game for borrowing things, I think is the best way to put it. Uh, Jamie Riggs on the line tonight on High School Football America, brought to you by USA Today High School Sports, uh, talking about his career at T.R. Miller, uh, retired at the uh, the end of this uh, this season, and uh, now uh, looking for bigger and better things, I guess. But uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about that call when you get the opportunity. What was it like when you heard that uh, T.R. Miller would like that former running back uh, as its head coach? Can you, can you take us back to then? Yeah, I was uh, really excited. Uh, I had spent three years in the op and uh, had won 12 games over there in uh, three years and thought very hard to do that, <laughs> I can tell you. And uh, when the, uh, the call came to, um, you know, to, to ask me to come back, it was a very, very exciting time. Again, something I didn't really think would necessarily happen. And when it did, it was a, it was a great experience. And I, and I got a, you know, I got a, a big break when I came here, uh, my old uh, high school football coach was the principal. Uh, my my dad was a maintenance man for the school. My mother was a bookkeeper for the school. So, um, you know, I I had a, a great experience there because there were a lot of people there. I had a great support system when I got here, and uh, uh, that was big. And uh, when I came back, obviously there were a lot of people that I knew. And so uh, it really, really um, uh gave me a, a great opportunity, I think, to be successful. A lot of people that, that were willing to help me in a lot of different ways. And so uh, it was an exciting time when I got the opportunity to come back. How much pressure was on you uh, coming coming, you know, back to the hometown and doing that? Was was there a lot? Well, yeah, to understand, T.R. Miller had been successful for a long time now. Uh, we've had um, three losing seasons in the last 52 years. Not bad. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, not bad. So uh, they were good before I got here, so that, that was pressure to win. But, you know, when, you, when you've been involved in that, and I had actually spent three years as an assistant coach back in the 80s here and then left to go to Hop and be the head coach, and then I came back. When, when, um, when you do that, um, you know, you're in the middle of it. You don't really think about the pressure of it. You're just out there doing it every day, but uh, – I can tell you that I lost my first three games. Uh oh. And I was getting the pressure pretty good then. And uh, the funny part about it is the fourth game we won um, on the goal line with one second left. The other team is running the play. And um, um, uh, my nose guard, a guy named Tony Burnham, grabbed the quarterback and slammed him to the ground. And we won the game, or I would have been 0 4. And I like. As I see him down through years, I always tell him he's the guy that saved my job. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good story. Jamie Riggs on the line, a legendary coach at T.R. Miller, uh, recently retired. I, I mentioned the record, 305 and 81. So so obviously only 78 losses uh, since that 0-3 start uh, there. But uh, Or I guess he had a little bit in there from Op. But uh, when you hear those numbers, you know, 305 victories, only 81 losses, uh, I mean, does anything come to mind? Do you li- are you like, you know what? Yeah, I, I did okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, but you know, <clears throat> Jeff, you, when you're in the middle of all that, you never think about all that because you're busy, uh, you know, building teams, developing players, and, and that kind of thing. But you know, when you look back, just the longevity of being able to do what our group did. There's no way you can. There's no way one person can do that. And a great team of people here in this community uh, that cared a lot about football and. Um, we had players had great spirit, and I enjoyed every day of coaching. And uh, 
so um, yeah, I look back and think, you know, now, wow, you know, that that's terrific. Not not a lot of folks have been able to do that, but I also understand that. We didn't ever been able to do it without the uh, hard work of a lot of people. Yeah, that's for sure. Jamie Riggs on the line tonight on High School Football America, uh, former coach now at uh, T.R. Miller in Alabama. Just to put it in perspective for our listeners, Coach, uh, uh, 20 of your 27 teams, I think, read uh, that I read, uh, you have won at least 10 games, and then there was the uh, state record of scoring. No, no goose eggs up on the scoreboard for 354 consecutive games. Those are some pretty pretty impressive numbers. How, how unfair is it for me to ask you the stupid question is there one team one season that stands out more than others well you know um uh, all our teams were different but they were all the same at the same time you know because they played with the same kind of spirit and all but uh, back in uh 2000 uh we had a um uh, uh we were really had a a very young team that year didn't have very many seniors and uh, i think everybody in town was expecting us to have one of our poor years and uh but i had a pretty good junior class behind them and they all got along pretty well together uh we we finished the regular season eight and two and uh, upset a couple of people in the playoffs and before you know it uh we made it to the state finals and won the thing and that one probably um is a little bit special because of the fact that um no one expected us to do it we had such few seniors on our team and uh it was just very very surprising one of the most uh satisfying years that uh, we ever had if we ever had a team that truly played like a team it was that one they cared about each other they played great together and uh, uh they just didn't didn't worry about a lot of stuff and then the bottom line was we had a great time that year and, and ended up winning the championship so that, that one is a little bit special Makes sense. Uh, four titles at T.R. Miller. Uh, Jamie Riggs on the line. Uh, legendary coach there at uh, T.R. Miller. We're talking Alabama football tonight. Uh, coach, we took you in the way back machine to uh, the way it started. You talked about football. We know it was different in the 70s and tougher, but uh, uh, how, how did you change as a coach through the years? Obviously, success uh, you know, came to you, but you know, I, I'm sure you weren't stagnant about it. What, what were some of the biggest changes in you as a coach from uh, back in 89 when you took over to until uh, last season? Well, the, the biggest thing to me is that the blocking rules changed. Um, you know, um, in the 90s, they started allowing us to use our hands to block. You know, before that, your hands came out anywhere. They throw a flag on you in a heartbeat in Alabama for that. And, um, you know, and it took all the schools, the officials, and everybody else, all the teams, a little while to get used to that. But from the colleges and the pros, we learned how to use our hands to block. Now, when that started happening, it made defensive football much more difficult. It made offensive football much more exciting because now you can spread out and put less blockers in there because, you be honest, you can kind of hold them now. So it, <laughs> it really changed the game, and I, I worked very hard trying to, to keep up with that, um, you know, during the, during the time. So that's obviously a big change. And then the other big change to me has been – uh, the way you view uh, games. Uh, and when we started, uh, I was on 16-millimeter film and the projectors and all that stuff. And, you know, here at the end down here, we're watching everything on the computer. And I'd go home and, uh, you know, we'd practice. I'd go home, and uh, by the time I'd get home, I could watch practice on my computer. <coughs> and uh, so those were the, some of the biggest changes that I've seen and uh, certainly different from when I started. 
And, you know, I always ask the, the coaches that have been around a while like you, you know, about, about the kids. And I always get the same answer, but I still have to ask it. How have the kids changed? How have your players changed, if at all? The, ch- the players have changed because their circumstances around them have changed. Um, uh, number one, with, uh, you know, there had been a video games and so forth. Our kids mm-hmm. don't, uh, you know, they, they just don't stay out in the, in the heat. And obviously in Alabama, we have heat and humidity. A little uh, bit. They don't stay out <laughs> like, like they did. Yeah, and, no, that's true. A lot of coaches say the, the the same thing there. That makes a big difference. Uh, and and you know, it's uh, you got more impingements from other sports and all that. But uh, small town, I would assume. Uh, you, you talked about it being a small town. What? How does the football, the high school football, fit into the fabric of the community there? Uh, very, very important. Obviously, we like sports of all kinds, but uh, uh, this community has really loved football and has. Uh, yeah, we still have that small town thing that a lot of schools have lost where uh, everybody in the community on a Friday night, we play on Friday nights, uh, comes to the game. It's the number one social event <laughs> every week. <laughs> and so if you want to see anybody or anything, you come to the games. And um, uh, we have, uh, you know, the band playing and the cheerleaders. And it's just a great event. We've got people who haven't had anybody involved in um, in, in in our team or in the school for years, but they've always come to the games, and now they're in their 60s or 70s or whatever. They still come to the games every Friday night and support the team. And so it's been very, very important for, I think, just the social aspect of our community. Yeah, it's as I always say, uh, small towns and big games, I guess, is the best way to look at it. Jamie Riggs is on the line. Legendary coach at uh, T.R. Miller in, in Alabama. Your your son was the one who hit me up on Twitter and said, you got to get Dad on the line here <laughs> and, and let him talk a little bit about some of the things he's done. So we're happy to have you here, but I also want to have you talk about what it was like to, to coach with your son. That had to be a whole lot of fun. It was. It was terrific. Um you know, um, uh, he, uh, my son, uh, this is my oldest son, Michael, went into coaching. And uh, Michael um, uh, came back here a couple of years ago. We had to get him back here and uh, started working with us here. And, uh, you know, it's a tremendous amount of, of fun. He, he did uh, the whole gamut here, Jeff. You know, he, he started out as a manager like they all do for us, you know, on the sidelines and uh, then became a middle school player and a varsity player. And, uh then went off and um, uh, got his degree and started coaching and then came back to coach. He's done a little bit of everything. And we've had great times just talking about game plans and players and something that, uh, you know, a father and son can do together to be able to work and do that has been a tremendous experience and uh, one I'll remember for the rest of my life. And one of the things that he pointed out to me, too, that he said we needed to talk about was kind of your role there in the state of Alabama, especially when it came to uh, the creation of the Alabama Football Coaches Association. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. You would think it would be it would have been around a little bit longer than it has been, but uh, what, why wasn't it there, and what, what did you see as the void, and how did you fill it, and, and what does the, the Football Coaches Association look like here in 2016 to help not only coaches but players in the sport itself? Well, the, uh, the state had a, um, a coaches association that involved coaches of all sports and had done that for a number of years. And uh, But, you know, uh, back and we started this organization in 2005, and, uh, uh, and the purpose of it was I just felt like that uh, we've had a great thing in Alabama uh, with high school football, and, and I wanted to remain that. And with the advent of so many other sports going on, um, 
you know, I, I thought we were starting to lose some things with high school football, and I thought we need to put coaches together so that we could promote promote the sport of football, its coaches and its players, and that was the purpose in doing it. And so uh, I, I basically just, uh, with another coach, we got together as many coaches as we could. We had an initial meeting, started talking about what we wanted to do, and um, uh, got it together. Um, we uh, were able to... Um, put a group together, we put a board of directors together. We really didn't know what we were doing at the time. <laughs> and uh, we uh, we hired an executive director who was a former coach from the Birmingham there named Jack Wood. Jack did a great job for us getting us sponsorships uh, with a, a number of companies and so forth. And so, you know, it was all said and done, uh, we were able to uh, start doing some things. We um, uh, we give scholarships each year. We, give, we have a big banquet each year. We give Coach of the Year awards we also do an assistant coach of the year award for each uh, classification and uh, we do lifetime achievement awards where we honor some of the great coaches of the past and that has been a remarkable banquet and uh, uh, we do a big convention where we bring in some of the best coaches to educate our our folks every year and we think we have some of the best coaches in the nation in the state of alabama and so uh, now we're running off of a budget of almost two hundred thousand dollars a year of doing things for our coaches in the state and I'm very proud to have been part of that and we hope that he will help promote football in the state of Alabama for many years to come. No, we, we know what uh, coaches mean to, to student athletes and uh, that fraternity we always talk about it. Um, you know, one of one of the things that I was thinking about asking you is is, you know, kind of the the longevity that you had in, in, in the coaching profession. We know there is more pressure on coaches these days. The other impingements we talked about. I mean, do you think there's gonna be um, say in, in twenty fifty guys like yourself that have been in the sport for I'll just say a long time, but decades basically. I, I, I think I think you're you, you may be the last of a breed. There's there's some out there, but I, I think we're changing. What do you what how do you feel about that? Uh, we just live in a generation now where, um, you know, uh, because of the media stuff and now, you know, there's a lot of criticism out there when things don't go well. Let me go ahead and tell you, in football, things are not going to go well sometimes. You know, some teams are better than others, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, you you got to make decisions that coach is best for your team, which doesn't always, um, uh, is not always very popular with some of the parents and different folks. And, you know, they, they go on social media now and criticize you. A lot of people... Mm-hmm. You know, just getting kind of tired of that, and I can understand that. And uh, so there's there's a little more of that going on uh, than there used to be, and I think that that'll be a, an issue that that needs to be dealt with a little bit, and um, you know, to, to to make things better. But there is a lot of pressure today to uh, to win. And uh, many years ago, when I started, you know, it was very difficult to make the playoffs. We didn't really worry about that. And now, if you don't make the playoffs and then championship games. So many years they're looking to get another coach. And so uh, there's a lot more pressure, I think, today. And so I, I don't think you'll see many folks that will go and stay somewhere 27 years in the future. Yeah, no, I don't think so. It's sort of like uh, I've got a lot of colleagues now in the journalism field because everybody with a Twitter account all of a sudden is a sports writer, just to to put it bluntly. (laughs) Jamie Ricks is on the line tonight, the head coach at T.R. Miller, and uh, we we took you way back to the beginning. Let's let's fast forward to 2015. Uh, You you know the run's coming to an end. Tell me a little bit about your decision. What what made you think this was the appropriate time to, to step away? I know there was a moment there when you said, well, I'll, I'll be back for 2016, but what, what brought you to this, the decision to kind of hang up that whistle? Well, I think early in the year this year, uh, you know, uh, we started the year off very terribly with an awful 
a football game to start with this year, but we made a nice comeback. But I think for the first time in 27 years I've been here, I, I just felt like that uh, uh, I didn't do as good a job as I should have done with our players. And I just felt for the first time that maybe somebody could do this better than I could and uh, that maybe it was time for me to uh, to move on. And we ended up having an excellent year. We won uh, uh, 10 games again this year and uh, made a nice little run in the playoffs and all. But uh, when it was over, I just felt like that maybe it was time for me to uh, to move on, to give it to someone else, like someone else younger and, and uh, maybe even more enthusiastic, although I've taken my pride in having enthusiasm every year to, to come in and do that. And so uh, – that's the reason that I made the decision that I thought it was time for me to uh, retire. But but then you get that little moment, I think it was in January, uh, AL.com, which I read a lot, uh, said uh, you didn't have a coach yet and you, maybe you were coming back and, and doing one more. What, what was that like? Uh, <laughs> a little, little uh, what not buyer's remorse, retirement remorse, I guess. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I've always been, I love my school here, and I've been very... Um, um, supportive of that down through the years, care very much about uh, this community and this school. And they were having some difficulties with the hiring process a little bit and, and got into discussion one day about maybe I come back and do another year or something. And basically I agreed to do that. And uh, then, uh, you know, uh, a month or so later, things uh, changed a little bit. And then talking to my superintendent, he had a candidate he thought would be a good candidate for the job who wasn't available at the, earlier. And, uh, so I agreed just to step aside and let him bring in this uh, the, the new coach because I, I felt like that um, uh, that's what they wanted to do and it was the, the right thing to do for my program and for everybody. So uh, I've always been for that more than anything else. So I was willing to do that and just went back to my original plan of retiring. And uh, Jamie Riggs, uh, head coach at uh, T.R. Miller, uh, now uh, maybe in a little consultant road, uh, role, I should say. Uh, Andrew Thomas is the new head coach there at uh, T.R. Miller, led Trenton and Florida to two state titles in 2013 and 15. They were one of the top small schools in our uh, top 25 this last year nationally. Tell me a little bit about uh, what you've told him uh, as far as the program. Have you helped him out? What kind of role have you played? Well, uh, he uh, he actually started to work yesterday, and so I've uh, you know just trying to to have some meetings with him. And obviously, uh, he has to be his own man and run it his own way. It's the only way to do it. And uh, but I tried to let him know how we've done things here in the past, and uh, made myself available to him uh, as he comes in work. And uh, so um, you know, every day I'm I'm getting a phone call or a text message. You know, how you do this? What have y'all done here? And so forth. And so uh, I'm gonna do everything I can do to to help him out while at the same time backing away and allowing him to do it and run his own program here. And uh, I, I really think he'll be very successful at what he does. But still got, I've always had good coaches here, and we still got a really good coaching staff here. And so uh, uh, I think that, um, that that we will continue to have some success here, and uh, uh, we're excited about him coming to our community. Uh, any thoughts as to uh, when two-a-days roll around there in, in August in that Alabama heat? Are you going to get a little little twitchy there? Have you, have you thought about what it's going to be like without without football on the sidelines there with a whistle in your mouth? This guy, uh, there's no doubt it's going to be tough. You know, there's some good things about retiring. There's things not good, too. And I know that that's going to be tough. You know, I'm going to miss the relationship for the players and the coaches and uh you know, my coaching fraternity around the state of Alabama that, that I won't be actively with all the time. I know I'm going to miss that. I'm going to miss competition, you know. Uh, I love practice, and I'm going to miss practice and all those kind of things. But hopefully as time goes on, it'll 
it'll heal some of those those situations and uh and hopefully around town I'll be able to do some things to help here and there and uh keep keep me involved a little bit while still staying away so um i I look forward to that and uh look forward to just a new change uh for me in my life and I'm ready to go on with the next phase of that and uh I'm excited about it. And all of the uh, coaches that we've had on here uh, since uh, the, the beginning of the new year, you know, talking a little bit, little bit about 2016. I know you're not going to be the man in charge, but what, what did you leave Coach Thomas as the cupboard bear? What, what do you think T.R. Miller uh, football is going to be looking like in, in the fall? Well, I can tell you we had a very difficult time blocking last year. <laughs> and uh, we were not very good. We were real, real young in the offensive line, so what? Uh, we return a lot of good linemen. I think they'll be good blockers and good defensive players, and uh, that's good. We return our quarterback Caleb Winton, and uh, Caleb can really throw the ball. And so, uh, you know, there's some there's some skill there, and some players there, and uh, they will, uh, I'm sure, adjust Coach Thompson's system in a hurry. Uh, our, our players are pretty football savvy; they understand football pretty good, and I think they'll do that. And uh, and hopefully, uh, we'll have. Uh, another excellent season, but you know, you know, there's bound to be a few growing things when somebody's been around 27 years. And things are going to change a little bit. Uh, it may be, uh, it may be a little different when it starts. But hopefully, he won't go 0 and 3 like I did when I. Started. <laughs> and 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 if he does, you won't be hitting him up on Twitter going, "What's wrong with you?" I know we will learn that. <laughs> Well, Coach, thank you so much for joining us on the show tonight. Uh, thank you for all the ser- service you've done to uh, the student-athletes there in, in Alabama, and a uh, real honor to have you on the show here and, and share your story and the T.R. The Miller story. And uh, best of luck as you move, uh, move through and into retirement. Thanks, Jeff. I love high school football, and um, it's been an honor to talk to you and uh, hope that uh, football will continue to be strong throughout the nation. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. Again, that's Jamie Riggs joining us here on High School Football America tonight, the uh, former head coach at uh, T.R. Miller, 305 victories and four state championships. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk with Dave Mike, a good friend of the show, a native of Berwick, Pennsylvania. He's going to join us. He's the founder of EasternPAFootball.com and WesternPAFootball.net. Uh, was good friends with uh, Coach George Curry, the legendary coach. It's about legendary here tonight on uh, the High School Football America radio show. George Curry passed away last week. He was battling ALS, 455 victories, fifth on the all-time national wins list in America, three mythical national championships, uh, two national coach of the year honors. George Curry was one of the best ever, and he will be missed. And when we come back, Dave Mike is going to talk about the legend of George Curry and what he meant to the tiny town of Berwick, the Berwick Bulldogs, and George Curry. When we come back, you're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes, the future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's instant replay sideline system to your coaching toolbox. 
How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at echo1612.com. Field turf rubber pellets, be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K dot com forward slash football.
USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out usatodayhss.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by... USA Today. Check out high school football year-round, plus all the other sports by going to usatodayhss.com. Well, last week, a very sad one in the state of Pennsylvania as uh, we lost one of our legendary coaches, George Curry, who led Berwick to national prominence with three mythical national championships for USA Today. Along the way, 455 victories, which places him fifth on America's all-time wins list. Only 102 losses, and we thought uh, no better way to celebrate the life of uh, George Curry and what he meant not only to the, to the little tiny town of Berwick, but to uh, Pennsylvania football and, and how he put him on the map. Dave Mike, a great friend of ours, a longtime friend from the Lehigh Valley, uh, the founder of EasternPAFootball.com and WesternPAFootball.net. On the line tonight uh, to talk about a man that uh, really, uh, it's probably going to be hard to shape some words, and I know it's hard for you, Dave, because of your feelings toward George, but uh, it's good to have you on the show and celebrate his life a little bit and what he really did in the state of Pennsylvania. Yeah, I'm glad to be on, and, and you're right. It is a celebration of his life. I mean, this is a man that's won 455, you know, wins. But, you know, the thing with him is, is it, and the priest kind of said it, is, you know, he looked at that faith was first, family was second, and football was third, believe it or not. And And this is a man who has gone to church every single day of his life okay he's a guy that you know the priest said sunday mornings he would get there at six thirty, and george was waiting in the parking lot and he <laughs> would come in and say am i working today and, and and you know the priest would say yes I, yes you are and he would go over and say okay i'll wait till church starts you know and that would be two three hours and he'd just go over there and pray so, you know, God was very important to him in his life. A guy, like I said, that, you know, was very active in the church and, and went every day. And obviously family was very important to him. But, you know, when you talk about football, here's a guy that was ambassador of Pennsylvania. And, and maybe many people, you know, back in the day before Burrick was Burrick in football, really didn't know about Burrick. It was just a small little town that you would kind of pass to go to the Bloomsburg Fair. <laughs> and, and not many people really knew about, you know, that town until, like, the nuclear power plant came there. And then and, and, and when George got there, you know, in 19, I think, 71 is when he first came there. You're talking 44 years of coaching Burrick. And, and you could throw in Wyoming Valley West for a couple of years when he had left Burrick. But this is a guy that really put Burrick on the map. He always wanted to play the top, you know, competitions. I remember I was at the game in Burrick when they played St. Ignatius, a team that they had no business to beat, and somehow he found a way to beat, beat them. But, you know, at the funeral, you had the great, of Burrick there it was amazing. I mean, I was just kind of thinking, sitting there and, and, and putting in my head, you imagine putting the all-star team of some of the great <laughs> Burrick 
you know, yeah. I'll, I'll put them up to any team in, in America. But, I mean, you had guys from the 70s, John Pruitt, Larry Pruitt, some of the great, you know, players then. Um, you had, obviously, Ron Paulus, Bo Orlando, Gus Fielder, uh, Jake Kelschner, uh, Tom Robsock. You know, the list goes on and on. You know, a guy that's won three mythical national, you know, championships. He had nine undefeated seasons. And one thing that was kind of impressive, he's a guy that had 75 All-State players, 37 Big 33 players, and had 13 quarterbacks go to Division I schools. But the real thing that's very impressive about him is not only that he helped kids in Burrick get scholarships, he helped kids all over Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. You know, people would call George, hey, can you help? My player, you know, get some notice, and and he would do that. He would make phone calls, and he would help players from other teams get scholarships. And I think that's one of the things that's so impressed about him is he was very unselfish and always would help, you know, other teams, other players. And, you know, like I said, he was a great ambassador and will be missed in Pennsylvania. Yeah, no doubt about that. We're talking to Dave Micah tonight, founder of EasternPAFootball.com and WesternPAFootball.net, uh, a Berwick native talking about George Curry, who passed away last week. And we've got a lot of things to talk about. But you you talk about that that stuff that a lot of people didn't know, Dave. And I remember, you know, when I was, uh, you know, breaking into television, George and I had a couple of run-ins because, you know, Allentown mm-hmm. Central Catholic at the time was yeah. it, its arch rival. And I remember George staring me down at least. High University at the end of a game because I had I had been rooting for the Vikings <laughs> to beat them and, and 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 I bring that up because years later I then talked to, to George when he went back to Berwick in 2012 and we just had a good chuckle over all of that stuff but um, two things that came out of that conversation that reminded me was a he had a great memory and b you know he was not loved but that was because he was winning so darn much tell us what it was like oh, yeah. back at during that time I mean he 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 was a beloved hated guy all at the same time <laughs> but you know the thing is and, and at the funeral there were so many coaches that you know came to pay respects guys like Jim Ross okay the guy that actually just tied George with the most you know state championship win mm-hmm. was six okay you know guys like Mike Williams who's retired Maytime Central they had some epic battles you know, Jim Morgan, who just recently retired the other week from Parkland, you know, back in the day with Allentown Central Catholic. Jim Catafio, when he was up at Wyoming Valley West and in that area, had some battles with George. So these guys, hey, you know, George beat a lot of these guys. <laughs> yep. You know, some of them did, you know, return the favor and, and, and did get a win here and there. But it's out of respect. And, and you're talking about over 2,000 people came to show their respect to George that day. And what was amazing, too, is I was talking, and, and I give these kids a lot of credit. Um, these Dallas uh, football players here, they skipped school and came down oh, to show respect and, and, and come to the funeral. And they actually had to close Burrick School District because so many teachers were taken off to come to the funeral, they couldn't get enough uh, substitutes. So they actually closed the school for George's funeral. So that was something that, you know, was uh, 
you know, unique. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and speaking of unique, uh, before we started rolling the tape here, you were you were telling me a unique story. So I, I want to start it off with you <laughs> you setting the scene for me in 1983 when Berwick wins yeah. its its first mythical national championship. But I guess you have a better story beyond that. But just set the scene first before we go into what was a magical year for all of your teams. What was it What was it like in that community to see their name atop the USA Today Super 25? Well, you know, that's one of Burke's greatest teams, 1983, and a, a team that had, I think only two teams scored on them that year. I think they held like seven teams that didn't even get past the 50-yard line. <laughs> it was led by Bo Orlando, who, you know, went on to play 10 years in the NFL. He was the quarterback, the D-back there. But they just had a tremendous team. But, yeah, that year is kind of special. Because as a football fan, um, in 1983, actually, I was in high school in New Jersey at Somerville High School, and we won our first, we won a state title that year. Well, Burke won the national title, so at the high school level, you know, that's, that's the highest you could get. Then I like Penn State. Well, they won a national title, and my <laughs> Washington Redskins won a Super Bowl. So at all levels, they won at the highest <laughs> level. It'll never happen again. But to have a you know a high school team win a national title, a college team, an NFL team that you root for in the same year was pretty impressive. No, yeah, you, like we said before, uh, we started rolling this tape here, Dave. I don't think that's ever going to happen for you again. No. I, I, I maybe should have said this at the beginning. Uh, you kind of touched upon it that you know it was just a kind of a blip on the map somewhere in in, in central Pennsylvania. But could yeah. you describe the, the the town of Berwick? I I drive through there and I expect to see like Packers and all that old, old style cars there i mean it, it's throwback can you describe it having grown up there uh, what what that community is like and still in many ways is today yeah you know it, it's still kind of sad going back sometimes because it really hasn't changed much but you know that's that's burke and that's some of those old uh, coal towns and the thing is you know back in the day they had a a place called the forge that um you know pretty much a lot of people worked at and now you know, they do have the nuclear power plant that people can work at. But majority of the people, you know, when they move on and get out of high school, they go to college, and, and they kind of move out of the area. So, you know, it's a town that's kind of shrinking a little. But the thing is, it's a blue-collar town. And, you know, they still breathe football. It's amazing. Because back in the day, you know, in the 80s, the 90s, that town literally shut down, okay? You would have ten to 15,000 people. And it's funny because I heard he wrote the article, but they said, uh, I, it might have been on ABC News, that they said, if you ever wanted to rob Burrick, well, Friday night is probably <laughs> the best night because everything's closed down. And it's kind of ironic that when George, you know, the day of his funeral, it was kind of the same thing that, you know, pretty much a lot of the, places closed down for the funeral and and it just kind of reminds you of uh you know it's just it's a big family event you know i mean you're talking about generations and generations of players you know their father played their grandfather played their great-grandfather played at burrick and it's just a lot of you know pride and respect and 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 to go back and, and think about you know to this day, I mean, their last state title was in 1997, 
And just this past year, Southern Columbia tied them with the most state titles with six. So to think about that Burke still, you know, kind of held that record for this long without winning a state title is very impressive. And it shows how hard it is to win, you know, multiple state titles in Pennsylvania. Yeah, and they did it uh, quite handily. Uh, George, George Curry uh, passed away last week, uh, led Berwick to national prominence, three mythical national championships, USA Today's National Coach of the Year in 92 and 95. We're talking to Dave Micah, uh, a Berwick native, founder of EasternPAFootball.com and WesternPAFootball.net, two great websites. Uh, if, if, you, if, if you're a Pennsylvania fan, you got to gotta check them out, and you probably are already. Ready. If you're if you've moved away, it's a great way to keep in touch with everything that's mm-hmm. going on. And Dave, you know uh, the, what's interesting about George is he, he did, as you mentioned, have that you know trip away from Berwick, going to Wyoming Valley West, mm-hmm. and then coming back in 2012. Talk a little bit about his departure there and his return. I mean, I, I talked to him upon his return. He was you know kind of busting at the seams, if you will, about that. But there was again, I guess that was pure George, right? You know, there was good and there was bad, and there were you know he hated leaving, but you know, it was great to come back. Yeah, you know, it's just George is one of those guys that either you like him or you don't. You know, he's a guy that, like I said, a lot of people just don't know, you know, that he goes to church every day and, and you know, things like that. But, yeah, when he left Burke, unfortunately, you know, there was some new people in the administration and they wanted to go a different direction. And, you know, he just wanted to coach that's all he wanted to do towards the end of his life and he went to Wyoming Valley West and I think he was pretty successful but it just didn't feel like home to him Burke was home and when he had that opportunity to come back I I remember him telling me that you know all he wanted to do is coach and he just said Dave I'm back home and and you know that's I think something very special to him. And what's nice is for me as a boy growing up in Burwick, you know, when he started calling me frequently every week, we would talk football a lot. You know, I'd give him some, you know, uh, information on, you know, maybe some of the teams to watch or, or stuff like that. And it was kind of neat that he kind of respected me and, and, and respected my judgment And that is something I'll always um, hold deep in my heart that, you know, here's a guy that, you know, is the winningest coach in Pennsylvania. And he was calling me sometimes about, you know, football. And and I thought that was kind of neat. And like I said, as a boy that was born in Burwick, that's, yeah, you know, it means a lot to me. And like getting the president to call you on a regular basis almost. That's yeah. it for your thing. <laughs> talking to Dave Micah tonight, uh, founder of EasternPAFootball.com and WesternPAFootball.net. We're talking about George Curry, the uh, longtime legendary coach at uh, Berwick High School, Central Pennsylvania. Um, passed away last week. And, and Dave, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you told me last week when we were talking about uh, George passing, because you're the one who called me and let me know, uh, mm-hmm. that you may have covered his last 
last game, and I, I want to couple this with not only that, yeah. but the fact that, you know, midway through the season, you know, it's announced that George has ALS Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, tell me about that last game and, and kind of, the you know, his illness and, and how that all kind of, uh, I don't know if it was a celebration down the stretch. Was it put a kind of a pall over it? Uh, was it just pure George? Hey, I'm going out. This is football. Nothing's going to beat me. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the thing is, um, it was pretty bad how things went towards the season. And what I mean is this, is when I saw him last summer, he was George, okay? He seemed healthy, he seemed normal. But when they did discover early, and it wasn't out in the public, I mean, people from birth kind of knew that he had ALS. That ugly disease just really um, ripped his body apart quick. And you could just see each week he was just weaker and weaker. And that, towards the end of the season, he had no more voice. Um, he did have a voice box, and he could talk a little through it, but it was hard. And when I went to his last game, because I knew that this is probably going to be it, um, so I went up to Scranton, and, and they did lose the Scranton prep. But before the game, you know, I went, and I didn't know that he had this voice box, and he's trying to talk to me. So he, you know, pointed at the voice box, and, you know, he held my hand. He said, you know, please pray for me. Well, of course, you're going to get choked up mm-hmm. about it. And you know, that's just a special moment realize oh my god here's this you know if you want to call him bulldog you know bird bulldog <laughs> you know strong bulldog you know leader of the team leader of the town is very feeble and weak and he knew that time was on his side and you know give him credit he did finish out the season there was teams that honored him each week which i thought was very classy but realistically it was to watch and you know it's just something when you look back I'm glad he did get through the season that's something that those players will probably remember the rest of their lives that they were the last class that George coached and you know it is a family okay football and, and I've always said it to you football is a big family and you know Burke to me is a big family and it showed, like I said, at the funeral, there were so many present players, so many past, you know, players. It was just unbelievable the support that George had. Talking to Dave Micah tonight uh, on High School Football America, remembering George Curry, the legendary head coach at Berwick, passed away last week. And, and Dave, if I gave you one word to describe George, uh, Coach Curry, uh, what would it be and why? You know... I think if you say one word, I just want to say special. I mean, here's a man that, you know, got God, got family, and you had football. He just found a way to balance everything. This is a guy that would do anything for anyone, okay? And, you know, whether it's help a kid to get into college or a guy like Gus Builder. Here's a guy that was on the streets in Philly and 
you know, he was kind of heading in the wrong direction. And he came up to Burick, and I'm sure you remember that big controversy. Mm-hmm. They were going to take away games, this and that, and everything got settled. But here's a guy that if George wasn't part of this guy's life, he wouldn't be where he's at now. And, and I was talking to Gus at the funeral. I mean, a guy that went on and got a Division One scholarship at Penn State and now he's down in Miami University, he's the uh, strength coach, and he was the strength coach at other colleges. So this is a guy that, you know, because of George, realistically, really changed his life around, and, you know, it's a great success story. And that's just one of thousands of stories you probably hear about George. So if you ask me one word to describe him, I say special. Yeah, I don't think I can top that, Dave. Not only did you do a wonderful job with the one word that I just threw at you off the cuff, but uh, yeah. you've painted a very, very good picture of uh, what it's uh, what it's like to to grow up in a community where football reigned uh, as the result of the king, uh, George Curry, who passed away. It's it's yeah. very sad. We're going to have you back here a couple of months. I know you're chomping at the bit and probably getting ready for 2016, but oh, yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to leave it at that because uh, you know George George deserves that. He j- deserves this uh, segment to be all about him but thank you very much for joining us we appreciate appreciate well, your thoughts you. and i appreciate that too and i know the curry family the bird community really does appreciate that because like i say he's a special man and he deserves it okay dave take care of yourself we'll talk uh, soon uh, that's dave micah the founder of uh, easternpafootball.com and westernpafootball.net Remembering George Curry, 455 wins, but uh, that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg. It's all the people he helped. Fifth on America's all-time wins list. Uh, Doesn't get any better than uh, George Curry. Taking a break, coming back with more. You're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes, the future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's instant replay sideline system to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com.
Field Turf rubber pellets be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable, and it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. If you're scouting your opponents without Crossover's Game Film Breakdown platform, you're missing an opportunity to get a huge edge over the competition. Crossover's service lets you upload game film from your hard drive, video camera, or other websites like Huddle. Their team of football experts will then clip and tag the game with player and formation info so that when you log into your account, you can filter the clips however you'd like. They'll also automatically prepare a comprehensive tendency report and down and distance report for your staff so you can see exactly what your opponents like to call in specific situations. We all know that every coach spends countless hours preparing before a game. It's not about the time you put in, it's about what you do with that time. That's Crossover's biggest advantage. It allows you to use your prep time more efficiently and get an even deeper level of insight since you don't have to waste time setting up the film. Check them out. You're going to love them. You can sign up for a quick free demo at crossover.com forward slash football. That's crossover with a K.com forward slash football. USA Today High School Sports is America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All-USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out usatodayhss.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. All right, that's going to do it for uh, this week's show. I want to thank you for tuning in each and every week like you do if you've missed any of our shows. We've had some great ones. Uh, through the years, getting all the way back to 2011, feel free to go back and check them out for free in our archives at highschoolfootballamerica.com. Don't forget to check out the jobs board. That's right, it's growing each and every day, slowing down a little bit as we get uh, uh, you know closer and closer to spring ball. But uh, if you have some openings out there that you want filled, we've had a lot of success with hooking up. Uh, 
coaches and teams, uh, finding some great top-notch talent out there. We have a lot of people that follow us that uh, love the game and love coaching. So if you have that opening, email me at jeff at highschoolfootballamerica.com. Don't forget to uh, follow us on Twitter when we're not on the air at HSFB America. And we want to thank our guest on the show tonight, beginning with Jamie Riggs former head coach at T.R. Miller in Alabama. Congratulations on a wonderful career and uh, continued uh, uh, good things as you uh, head into the uh, the world of retirement. And we want to thank uh, Dave Micah, our good friend at easternpafootball.com and westernpafootball.net. A great inside look at the life of George Curry, the legendary Berwick head coach in Pennsylvania who passed away last week. Dave uh, was at the funeral. He said uh, it was just incredible, a who's who of uh, people that uh, George Curry Coach Curry had touched fifth on the all-time wins list in America with 455 victories. By the way, we put up the uh, the up-to-date uh, top 30 coaches, and we've got some people that uh, are heading toward that 400 club this year. You can check them out at highschoolfootballamerica.com. I want to thank our sponsors on the program, beginning with Echo 1612. Get instant replay on your sidelines right after the play ends. Folks, you need this competitive edge out there. Coaches, you can get it by going to echo1612.com. Also, get a competitive edge by using crossover with a K, crossover.com forward slash football. That's the URL you need. The, uh, the ad address to get your free five-minute demo. Better yet, for Echo and Crossover, just go to the website, highschoolfootballamerica.com, click on the banner ads, and you'll go right to where you need to be, and uh, they will save you time by breaking down your game film and uh, your scouting film. It really is a big money saver. And brought to you tonight by TDI Razor, the TDI Razor, keeping those pesky rubber pellets from field turf out of your shoes and giving you the great look of spatting without the high cost of tape. Get it at TDI Razor with you, R-A-Z-U-R.com. Use the code HSFA for a discount. Also brought to you by ScoreStream. Get your scores by going to uh, the Google Play or the iTunes store, scorestream.com, to learn more. You can score along when you're at a game. And brought to you tonight by USA Today High School Sports. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. For now, this is Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports from Southern California. We'll talk to you next week. High School Football America.